3: With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton.
0: It's Friday, December 2nd, 2022, season 18, episode number 82. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Today, we get you guys ready for Cowboys versus Colts. Happens on Sunday night football. Uh, Cowboys are right now favored by 10.5 points. Uh, I think by everybody's account, this is a game the Cowboys should win. Maybe that makes you feel comfortable. Maybe it doesn't. We'll talk about all that throughout the course of the show today. Let's start first with Mike McCarthy's press conference that uh, you were just able to hear here on dallascowboys.com. He did say one thing I thought was interesting about Tyron Smith, saying that that they're hopeful that Tyron will be able to start his 21-day window next week. From what you guys are hearing and everything you've surmised, when should fans expect maybe to see him back on the field? I think that's probably the bigger question for them.
3: I think it's just going to come down to, first of all, what do they want to do with him as far as do they want to just throw him out there and say, you're back, play left tackle, or do they want to give him a little bit of work? Uh, I think these couple of games, uh, he's got some opportunities against, like next week against Houston, maybe he can get some work there, Jacksonville. Um, who knows? Maybe you can play some against Houston. Start against Jacksonville. Get ready for the next game. And if it sounds like you know you're kind of gearing up to the games that really matter, you have to, You know that's how you have to play it. Yeah, those final three are the ones that matter the most. You would think. Well, yeah, I mean, like you should be able to win against Houston without Tyron Smith. You're eight and three without him. You yeah. should be able to beat Jacksonville without him. I mean. He's only gonna make you a better team. So you can kinda of ease him back in and you should be able to beat Philly without him. But it'd be nice to have him. Yeah. I think
4: it's a really exciting time of the year because Christmas. for many reasons. <laughs> Christmas, number one, yes. Uh, no, but the position that the Cowboys are currently at, like they're in a really, really good position. And usually you tend to, you know, lose players or players that are really banged up during this time of the year. But in this instance, when you talk about Tyron Smith return, we're still talking about Odell. He's going to meet on Monday mm-hmm. with the team. And there's a lot of high hopes and a lot of expectation that they're going to be able to work out a deal. So having those two major pieces thinking, if it goes that way, to be added to the Cowboys roster towards the end of the year, you heading into the playoffs, that's – it's just – It's not something I've seen it happen. I haven't been here when, at that point of the year or the season, you get some key pieces like that that can take you to another level. So it's very exciting, and the Cowboys are just in a really, really good position right now.
2: Yeah, the thing with – we were kind of all along getting the idea that when you go back – and I'm sorry, I was texting a lot of things. There seems to be someone that's ill in in, uh, Steele's family. And stuff. That's what they're dealing with right now. And right now, they don't know if he's going to be available to play. So we'll see how that all plays out over the weekend. But the uh, the thing about with Tyron Smith, all indications, like we've talked about, I think we've been very consistent on the show. Ton of talking about a potential timetable and things like that of him coming back. Um, you know, it was going to be they were going to try and get him ready to start to work for uh, or ramp up during the Colts week, and then after the Colts week, then you were going to start that. That practice time. I think we've talked about that a couple of different times here. Um, and then, you know, you have Jerry even saying, you know, uh, you know, hey, Tyron Smith's back, left tackle, you know, guard. We've had some discussions here as well about, you know, I think it was Nick was talking about when do you play? Do you go ahead and play Peters a little bit at left tackle to maybe get uh, Tyler Smith a little bit more work at guard? But yeah, the these games, you know, you never know in the in the NFL. I've like my line has always been the NFL's a strange lady. You just never know how things are going to play out here. And and you hope that you can go in this game and and find a way to beat the Colts, beat the Texans, you know, beat the beat the Jaguars and then get everything, all the pieces back whether that's a wide receiver, whether that's a tackle, whether that's moving a tackle to guard, you know, and make a run at this thing, um, you know, how you need to make it.
0: Yeah, let me ask you guys this question. This this is a little bit of a bigger picture question, but I think it's worth discussing. Um, there was a time in this franchise, not that long ago, when you lose Tyron Smith and everything fell apart. He was your best player for a long yeah, time, you and lose, then came Zach you, Martin. <laughs> you lose your quarterback, yeah. things fell apart. Yeah, it was all. And, and Sean Lee was in that category too. You lose Sean yeah. Lee, things fell apart. How much credit do you guys give Mike McCarthy? for the fact that they're 8-3 and three this year. They have missed Tyron Smith all season. They missed Dak for a good part of the season. Things didn't fall apart. Not only did they not fall apart, they're actually in contention as one of the best teams in the NFC. Kind of, uh, go ahead, Nick. I'm he
3: gets sorry. a lot of credit. I mean, yeah. and, and he gets the credit for building the team. Him, uh, you know, Jerry, Will McClay, you know, Stephen, all of them. I mean, they get credit for building a team that can compete and and get the, getting the guys ready in um, training camp. Look at what's happened at training camp. We can, we can say, why is this guy playing? Or this guy not getting enough snaps or reps? Or why are they doing it like this? Oh, he's playing left guard. And, and everybody says... We're doing it differently because we're getting the team ready to go. And it's because when that happens, when things like that happen, these guys are ready to play. I say it all the time. You've heard me say it for 20 years. You've heard me say, built this team, built the team from 1 to 53. Not your 10 best players. 1 to 53. That's what the Patriots did so well because when guys got hurt, other guys would step up. And that's what they've done. They've got a football team. It's not even 53. It's more like 65 to 70. But guys that come in and it's trusting the system. It's why you don't fire a coach every time they lose a game or not have a great season. You have to build consistency with a coaching staff, a scouting department, everybody together to know what type of player we want, especially at the back end.
4: You mentioned Will McClay, and he's a guy that he, he has been here for a really long time. And he's had a lot of his staff been here. So... He's been here, he brings in talent and all that. That hasn't changed. But you look at the difference between what was happening when Jason Garrett was here versus what now is happening with Mike McCarthy, and it's night and day. Like, your team would just crumble and go down. Like, you said that, I mean, it's not something I thought about, but yes, Sean Lee, all those players you listed, absolutely true. You wouldn't know what to do or how to replace. And we've seen this happen, not just in key positions, but just... Since the moment McCarthy got here, even last year, you a player went down and they knew how to just kind of plug someone else in, figure things out, and just keep going. So it's something that me, in my time being here, I have never had the chance to kind of witness that or experience that. So it's it's great to see that kind of change. And McCarthy, I give him all the, all the credit in the word. There, there are some things that he's been doing here that has been – Really really amazing and some people want to criticize him but I think right now he deserves a lot of praise for everything he's been able to handle No so
2: absolutely hard. yeah there's uh, there's been plenty of times I know myself have talked about him it's you saw Mike McCarthy what he's capable of doing or what he can do when they lose when they lose their quarterback in week one and they lose their starting safety in week one mm-hmm. for multiple games. And it was going to take somebody to kind of rally the troops and get everybody on the same page and and kind of say, listen, we're down right now, guys. But, you know, we can do this. We can rally. We can do... I I give Mike McCarthy a ton of credit. And like I say, I admit, I've been very critical of him at times. I think Mike McCarthy, as we look towards even 2023, I think that he will be your coach of the Dallas Cowboys. I don't think there'll be anything, you know, uh, we could talk about falling apart and all that, but... No, I mean, he's he has earned the right to come back and be your coach because we've had this discussion yesterday on 105.3 when it pertains to DAC and when you talk about contract extensions and things like that. One of the things that we said was, okay, you're evaluating the coaching staff this year, then in 2023 you really have to evaluate DAC maybe with potentially a new offensive coordinator and a new head coach, and then you get into that. I think Mike McCarthy has secured his job right now when you start to talk about – Suriani and all these other, the guy down, McDaniel down there in, in Miami, this guy has, I don't think there's been anybody in the league that's done his job better than this guy. Because if you look at all the things that they've gone through, losing their tackle, their quarterback, or say I mentioned it, all the changes that they had to make in order just to get to this point in the season, and people talk about them as a possible Super Bowl favorite coming out of the NFC. I mean, you know, week one, you would have never had any of these conversations. And I think a lot of it has to do with Mike McCarthy, what he's been able to do with Dan Quinn, whatever he's been able to do with Kellen Moore, and how he works with Will
3: McClay. Yeah, and, and to jump on that, like she said, Will McClay's obviously been here. Steve and Jerry have been here. You know, what's been different? What does McCarthy do differently than what we've seen? Go back and look since the start of training camp. You know, what do you, what do you call an impact player? I would say a former first-round pick, or a pro bowler, or in some cases, both. If they sign Odell Beckham, that will be the fourth player in that category they've brought to this football team Mm -hmm. since training camp. They brought in Anthony Barr, who's both. They brought in um, Jason Peters, who's an All-Pro, maybe a Hall of Famer. They brought in Tack McKinley, a former first-round pick. Odell Beckham could be a former first-round pick. And Pro Bowler if he comes in, they're bringing in high profile guys. They they they're they're taking a chance. This guy won the MVP of the USFL. Let's, let's try. Let's bring him. <laughs> yeah. Let's see what happens. And he's a difference maker too. Mm-hmm. So they, they 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 bring a more high profile guy. They they're not afraid to say, Oh, I've played against Anthony Barr for eight years. I'm tired of blocking against them. Let's bring him on.
2: I kind of feel like too you have coaches that are better evaluators. Maybe some from the previous regimes, maybe not as much at certain positions that you might have needed. I think that's you know, Dan Quinn has got his stamp on a lot of these defensive players, but then you look at you know what they've able to do. You know, Will Will is in a, in a in a unique situation because of having to deal with coaches who have a lot of opinion here, the front office with Jerry and Steven have their opinions, and then he also has to deal with the scouts. It's a very very difficult thing to have to navigate. But he's brought them all
0: together in order to build, like Nick was talking about, a one to fifty-three. Nick, I, I'm sorry, uh, Brian actually brought up an interesting point. I'd love to get y'all's thoughts on it. You threw out that term "coach of the year," and I hadn't really. I mean, you think about all the names that are being thrown around as potential candidates. I haven't heard anybody really talk about Mike McCarthy, but I think you. Make he would a have valid my vote. Point. I think you make a valid point because what he's done has been different than those other guys from the standpoint that he didn't have key pieces of his team. Not only did he not fall apart, he thrived in that. Yeah. What do you guys think? Do you think he should be in the consideration? Yeah. Do you think maybe he is the coach of the year
3: in the NFL? In the consideration, yes. Unfortunately, I don't believe that, that the voters vote that way. Just like for comeback player of the year, they don't vote for the guy that was in like drug rehab or whatever and comes back and plays and fixes his life. They, they, it's like, it's the, whoever. It's okay. the broken leg, quarterback, whatever. Comes Shot back. to the thigh. Yeah. And, and same with the coach. It's it's the it's a
2: consideration, but
3: because because what it is, because you got to remember who's voting. Media yeah. are they arrogant? Yeah. Yes, they don't ever say that they were they wrong. Are yeah. Me, I, this regular media I'm, I'm, media. I'm arrogant too. But that, I, how many times do yeah. you see it? If if you rank somebody number one in the in the nation, and then they finish six and six and, don't, and barely make a ball they underachieved. They underachieved. Right. It wasn't that you don't know how to evaluate. <laughs> it happens all the time. Yeah. So no one's gonna look at the Cowboys and go, "Wow, great job, Mike McCarthy. This is where we thought." What happens in the playoffs. They're gonna look at the Jets, who they thought sucked, and they're gonna like that coach has turned them around. Or there's got to be another example of, of Seahawks. Seahawks is
0: a great example. Yeah. yeah,
3: I mean, yeah, they, they were they were selling everything. Yeah, they were selling everything, and they they're, got they're, better. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's it's all about their expectations. They don't look at it like, man, maybe we were wrong here. It's like, wow, good job, Robert Sala, or or um what's his name, um, McDaniel. Mc, no, McDaniel. But I'm thinking of USC. Pete Carroll. USC. Oh, Pete yeah, Carroll. I yeah. just couldn't remember. Yeah. I mean. But you know, on that, you choose on, gum. That's all I know.
0: But on he that point, like I think it's the same thing. Though, for the it's the same thing for the Cowboys coach, though too. He he, they got rid of parts that everybody said would kill this team. True. Like they were no, like, you're, you're you right. cannot be better. I I heard so many times last year, people saying, "There's no way anybody can convince me that this team is better by losing Amari Cooper and Lyle Collins and Randy Gregory." And guess what? This team is better. Yeah. And and so it may go to your point about the the arrogance of the media. But the fact of the matter is, for every argument you can make about any coach in the league and what they've done this year, you could probably say the exact same thing about Mike McCarthy and what he's yeah. accomplished.
3: The Eagles coach, I mean, you've got to give him credit, too. I mean, they've, they've done a great job yeah. as well, and they're developing a quarterback that not everyone thought was a real quarterback, you know, and, and that offense. Some. And now, Well, some, I mean, the, the people that drafted him, I mean, you know, they drafted the second round. You know, I mean, the Cowboys were, were thinking of drafting, drafting him in the second round as well. I mean, mm-hmm, right. the, not to replace Dak. To, to do some kind of hybrid thing. But if, if people thought he could play like this, he would have been drafted a lot higher. And, you know, he's a winner. And, and, and they've done a great job. I mean, you got to give you got to give them credit. I think if they keep winning, their coach will be thrown in there too. Yeah, absolutely.
4: Yeah, I think he should absolutely be considered. I don't know if he would win, but for sure to be in that category and conversation, you look at the type of offseason he had, the amount of criticism he was receiving in front of, his boss, Jerry Jones, asking questions like that. That's, at training camp. We open training at camp. At training yeah. camp. That, that's tough. The fact that he was used as a joke at the NFL Honors Awards by a uh, comedian. What was his name? Ke- Keegan. I always Keegan, forget yeah. him. But anyways, was it funny? Yes, it was funny. <laughs> but it was embarrassing. It is embarrassing for you to bring light to something like that in front of all your peers and people that you work with, and then you ask your quarterback. I forgot what the question was, but asked the, some question you know I, he I don't remember but the point is when you're putting that so much light about how bad and like how much you should be fired mm-hmm. And the fact that he's handled this season so well. And I think he's done such a great job. If anything, I like him even better in the way he speaks to the media and everything. He hasn't lost his composure. He's kept it going. He's kept his focus. He knew going into the season he was in a very, very hot seat. He knew there were two possible candidates ready to sign some papers and become the head coach and take his job. So all in all, he's kept his cool, and he's done such a great job. With the team so far, with the coaching staff, making the changes that need to happen, and just not crumble under all this type of pressure.
2: Yeah, I challenge Nick Sirianni to win five games, four or five games with Gardner Minshew at
3: quarterback. Okay, and and that's Ian Book. Ian Book.
2: You know, tell me any team that right now is fighting to be in the tournament, and 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 I'm going to take your starting quarterback away for five games. Mm-hmm. I challenge you yeah. to win 4 of those 5 games. You know, and you could talk about it's the defense Dan Quinn. Yeah. I mean, you could talk about, you know, maybe some of the schedule and how they're playing. Fine. It's hard to
0: win in the NFL. Yeah. Well, two it's of them hard. were division games. One was a team that's gotten hot now in yeah. Cincinnati. Like yeah. there, there were some good wins in that No in question. Like, Super that, no question. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. No question.
2: And see, champs. that's that's the thing about it is. I challenge Nick Sirianni to go and win four or five games with Gardner Minshew at quarterback, we'll see how good your fifty-three is playing without with that guy. Him, Ian Book. I don't care who you put in there at quarterback.
3: Go win for your next five games. That's why the Jets might, their coach might slide in here because he he he's winning with. <laughs> with Mike White, and, and he benched his quarterback, and we'll see. I mean, we'll see yeah, what happens, it but that seems like a pretty favorable pick there from New York media, from, from you know just the, the, the Jets. I mean, you talk about a laughing stock. I mean, yeah. they're well, the punchline all the time. Mike
2: White, let's, let's be honest here, too, and I'm a guy at the, in the draft show that absolutely loved Mike White, loved the pick Mike White. He was my guy. I mean, and I realize this about Mike White. He wins one game a year. When you ask him, he's playing this week, they're playing Minnesota at Minnesota, and then they go to Buffalo. Let's, as Bill would say, let's not get out the anointing oil yet <laughs> on he's Mike. What
3: with the horn I'm just Michigan, telling Minnesota. you, I'm just
2: telling you right now is he's good for one game a year, and then everybody falls in love with him, and he, and he breaks your heart. That's what he. That's how he is. So yeah, the, the Jets, the Giants, those teams, did they are they surprising everybody? Sure. Yeah, Were you surprised how bad the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been? Yeah. You surprised how bad the Packers have been? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's things happening in this league. You surprised how bad the Rams are? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things in this league right now that you know that are that are kind of out of whack. You know, but you're you're a team here that survived the issues. You survived your quarterback being down for five games and won four of
0: those. Not many teams can do that in this league, not with the rosters they currently have. Real quick, before we go to break, I did need to get a quick update on this. You mentioned Terrence Steele. If and this might not even be about this weekend, but it made me think about this. If the Cowboys have to play without Terrence
3: Still, what do they do at tackle? <sighs> That's a good question. That's a great question. Everybody's a left-side player. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what happens. <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, the, Jason Peters is, is, hasn't really played a lot on the right side. Neither no. has Tyler Smith. Yeah. Neither has Ty- well, Tyron. has his rookie year, which was like 63 years ago. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know.
2: I think maybe it's just going to sound kind of crazy, but – we talked about this. If even after Week One, when Terrence Steele wasn't really good in Week One, and and here I am throwing the dirt on him and saying, "Hey, that's a liability over there," he's played so much better. It, his running game stuff has been really good. He's getting better as a pass protector. He's a guy. If you if you want to say, "What's the most important free agent guy you might want to
0: sign?" Might be your might be your right tackle. Oh, this is who I, it is? I, honestly, I think he so, might be the best offensive line you got. The,
2: but we talked this about could you if Tyron Smith were to play could you put you know could you put tyler smith at right tackle and then go that route you know i i don't know i mean like where where see. are we are in the in the in the in the scheme of and i, I hate to say this where are we with ball and well let's go <laughs> and all those guys i mean ball, are
3: we ball's active every game well let's go i guess is still on on ir
2: so i mean that that's probably ball. that's ball probably what they guy. would do they would probably start ball at, at at right tackle is what they would probably it just, do. It just, Even though, well, let's go played the last game in the preseason, and you're like, oh, damn, why was he hurt? You know, yeah. that kind of remember, thing. Remember, Ball yeah. played
3: eight it, snaps since Minnesota when, remember it, when yeah, they started pulling the people? Yeah. It just seems weird if you're playing a big game here late in the season and your backups would be Connor McGovern and Jason Peters, but Ball's playing, you know? Like, that yeah. just seems kind of odd. Or, yeah. or say McGovern isn't a backup and it's Tyler Smith. And Jason Peters, football ball. Somebody learn right tackle, like, yeah. like. Well, That's see that I'm you would ask, think. Yeah.
4: How difficult is that transition? Because if you're a pro, and again, I've never obviously played football, but going through it in my mind, if okay, you can get used to one side, but it seems like you could ease not easily, but you can definitely make that transition. Ask Ask
2: Terrence Steele how it was to play left tackle. But let me ask he you this was like, I think nah. we can make this pretty plain for mm-hmm. all of us yeah. to kind of
0: think about. If you're right-handed. Yeah. Try going through a full day doing everything with your left hand. Yeah. And how different is that? It's
4: it's different, but it, I can handle it. So yeah,
0: but professionally at yeah. the speed that, that, that it's going, can you handle it? Like, can you do it at that level? It's, it's not the same as just kind of, I'm going to pick up this glass with my left hand versus yeah. my right. Like, you're now having to do all of this against maybe a pro bowler on the opposite side that's coming at you. In a way that's now yeah, but we're the opposite. not talking
4: about holding holding a pencil or doing surgery. If I got to slap with my left hand, if I got to slap you, I can slap you just as good, enough, just as. I don't as know
0: because the about saying, a lot
4: the, foot
2: work, the, the footwork, th- the footwork is all Okay, the footwork yeah, is because what means, happens is when you're when you're playing left tackle, it's left it's right foot up, left foot back, and then you yeah, flip okay, it the yes, other way, yes. and then also well, tackles will tell you this. They play with they they play with really with half their eye they play like with their eyes but they use like to watch you have to keep eye on ball and then see the guy coming and then so it's the adjustment of how you see and then where you put your hands so if you're a if you're a punch punch and then you know it's opposite the other way so you have to use your hands the opposite way but the footwork is the biggest problem and they also tell you how they see the rusher coming at them is another issue that they do because you're right eye or left eye. But they have
3: swing is. tackles all the time. You know, people are like, who's a swing tackle? Because swing tackle
0: is not very good. It's like, but it, <laughs>
2: and also, that's why, <laughs> that's why they're a swing, swing tackle. In, yeah, in exactly. Baseball, you
0: got switch hitters. They're people that learn how to do it, right? right? The point is, it doesn't mean they're always, first of all, it doesn't mean they're great at it. And, and sometimes being able to do that means I have to work at it to get somewhat proficient on the side I'm not yeah. accustomed to. I'm not going to be great at it, but I can get eh, pretty yeah, good my, at it. You that know? was kind
4: of my question. It's like, could it be at least enough to keep you going, obviously? Yeah. You and know, maybe it
0: can. That's, that that's just a matter of time. The question we, is, have they had enough time to do that? And yeah. I don't know if you can get that in a week. I don't know. I mean, playing in the NFL is hard. It's hard when you're always on the right side. If you've always been on the left side trying to move over there, it's probably not an easy I would, thing to do.
2: I'd put Tyler Smith over there. If, if Steele can't play, I'd put Tyler Smith over there. Put McGovern at left guard and, and put and put Peters at left tackle. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm I'm just I'm hopeful. Yeah. I, I think what happened to Tyler Smith last weekend was three games in twelve days, and he and he needs now he needs the work over. He needs the practice time. He does need the practice time. We learned that as well.
0: All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to jump into some topics related to the Cowboys versus Colts. Do that when we come back. DallasCowboys.com Radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the Cheetah Savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he
2: bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this Cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew.
0: Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping.
1: When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future.
0: Back
3: to the break. Saturday, December 10th is Rally Day presented by SeatGeek at AT&T Stadium. We've got games, inflatables, a lot more, Dallas Cowboys tours. Visit with SeatGeek skies to your seat activation zones and your chance to win a game day experience it includes tickets helicopter rides meet and greet with demarcus Ware, all that visit ATT stadium.com slash rally days for tickets and more
0: welcome back second segment of the break live from the swbc mortgage studios at the star brian you got this it's brought to you break. by blockchain.com okay i'll ask this question
2: <laughs> you ever done the bounce house thing and like held your breath the whole three hours that it was in your backyard that's like the kids. Road.
3: No, I haven't done
2: that. you never done the bounce house? Thing? No, no I, I've well, always I've, worried. I know you're
3: talking about. Kids
2: bouncing around. Oh, it's like mid-air you. collisions yeah. is what yeah. it is. I've never, I mean, it's like every... Huh? Oh, okay. You know, you're always like, you're just kind of... Oh.
0: It's a bouncing lawsuit.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, kids bounce out of the arena into the into the grass, and you're like going, oh, you're okay. You're okay. Get, uh, maybe you need some uh, juice box over here. Come on, let's yeah. go over here. You know, that, to me, the bounce house is a terrifying thing, almost as much as slip and slide. You ever done that thing? Uh, yeah. That's a, br- sl- that's a that's a compound fracture of an ankle. Yeah. Slip, slip, slip and slide, slide yeah.
3: always looked cool in the commercial. Yeah. yeah. In the commercial with this grass, Until you were on the grass and, and, and you, you were rolling. This like evil Knievel yeah. it was yeah.
2: never,
0: it was never, as, never, never out, out, as you? simply and easily as it does on the commercial. That's yeah. True.
2: They commercial make it look gross. really, yeah. Then you get off the edge of it and you're on the grass and you look like evil Knievel hitting the pavement at Caesar's palace when he's yeah. trying to jump over the fountain, <laughs> you know, just bouncing around, you know, like <laughs> just awful. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Question, Jack. <laughs>
4: Lots of fun for the. I mean,
1: kids. It is. There, there are I toys.
2: The there are toys radio. in the 70s. In I
1: love the out there. it. There, there are Hold
2: toys on. in the 70s that are outlawed. <laughs> Lawn darts. You ever see that thing? A okay. huge darts. spear on you okay. throw in the air, and it's like, okay, here it comes. In, and in
3: this read, yeah. that was similar to War and Peace. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 I had things like uh, helicopter rides, yeah. uh, Demarcus Ware uh, tours of the stadium, but no, it was the inflatables that got that look. That got got Whoa, whoa, like, have you
2: ever <laughs> – I'm just telling you, hey, I'm sure our, I'm sure we're going to be fine with our inflatable Yeah, air. we're going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. But you know, in your backyard, it's one of the most terrifying well, things you could ever
3: deal with. When when we were growing up, it was just the trampoline, and there was no sides to it. No, That's we got what I'm my kids got sides, so if they kind of get off the trampoline, they're yeah. going to
0: bounce right back in. When but we you kids, didn't you didn't have it. You're going to hit the ground. Yeah, you're going to separate, you get up or, and you're yeah. like, oh, that yeah. hurt a little bit. and you're going to keep going. Yeah, and you're, you're, yeah, and, you're st- and you're playing dodgeball on it. You're and like my, you're bouncing,
2: right, and right. you're and you're like, trying to avoid the ball. But then you end up in the springs, you know, and your face and my, is smashed. the My backyard
3: is so small. If they if they had we had. That and they fell out, it would be next door to the basketball court. Next door, it'd be so it would go right over the fence.
0: The good thing about it is, like. Back when we were kids, like you were actually trying to push your friend off, yeah. so it was just part of it. Like yeah, wrestling, wrestling there were we some a double drop kicks in exactly. the seventies, eighties. There were some dangerous damn games.
2: I'm serious, and we were, okay with they, 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 we were fine with it. Yeah, it made we, us tough. Mom right. and dad were up front smoking a cigarette, and you didn't
0: have a seatbelt on.
2: And <laughs> yeah. that's kind of what you did. <laughs> all right, <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny.
0: Uh, all right, let's jump into this Indianapolis versus Dallas matchup. Start first, telling me. I'm gonna go around the table. Biggest concern you have for the Cowboys offensively? And I know
3: it's going to... still playing right there. There we go. <laughs> no, I don't know. Offensively, biggest concern. That would be a concern. Throwing the ball over the middle right before halftime, like to CD and Dak, just that, that play right there. The turnovers. You're not going to take that out? I will take that play out. I think Brian said it yesterday about the Giants game. Don't give them anything. Like don't don't. And and that's the way my approach is. Don't don't give the Colts any life. Just play your game. They play your game. You'll win by three touchdowns, probably. Maybe maybe seventeen points. But just play your game. If you give them, if you get greedy and you give them turnovers and you go for it on fourth down because you think you can get it at your own thirty-seven and they don't, then they they score and all that just play your game and you, and you will you will wipe the floor with them but but don't give them anything cheap
2: yeah i the thing i would worry about is four man rush not a much, not a lot of blitz pressure and stuff like that now did the did the colts watch the giants play and say wow we got a, they got some guys home mm-hmm. on some blitz pressure stuff you know maybe that was because of the short week I I just hope that the four-man rush and a bunch of movement in the front, the twist front, and especially if you're compromised at right tackle right now, and now you haven't – Zach Martin hasn't worked with and this, that, and the other, and now you're having some indecisions. Oh, Peters is over here. Wait, McGovern's back in. Okay, there there seems like a lot of moving parts for what's going on at right tackle. And the one thing I think with the Colts – they don't blitz, but they twist fronts and overload sides and stuff. That that would be worrisome to me if they have to get if they're going to get pressure on Dallas. Those are the you know you got to be prepared for that kind of attack.
4: To me, I think it would be something like starting the game a little too comfortable with your team.
2: How about starting because, slow? You always talk about well, that yeah, too. Yeah, That's
4: a problem for sure. But uh, just in general, I think that this is a team. This is a game that, to me personally, I just see it as an automatic win. They can definitely beat them. They got all the—every they every reason to beat this team, they got it, you know. Um, but that's when something happens. Yeah. Those teams like those are the ones that just kind of surprise you, and all of a sudden the Cowboys—and not, not because the opposing team necessarily beat them, but because the Cowboys just beat themselves, and— started making mistakes, so penalties, things like that, starting the game slow, penalties, yeah, and just kind of not yeah. – you know, just stepping on their own feet. And that's my biggest concern when it comes to yeah. offense for this game, just Cowboys not being able to take care of their own business and just getting too much in their own I way.
2: was leaving – I thought you were going to go with starting slow because, to me, that's how you're going to win this game. You're going to – offensively, you're going to put more pressure on them than they can, than they can take – offensively trying to keep up with you. Their, their game their game is to try and run the ball and throw the ball underneath 10 yards and let people run and do all that yep. and then hope for the best mm-hmm. so I was leaving that for you she always has a great idea don't start slow mm-hmm. put pressure on the Colts from the jump make it a, like we were talking about a seven to three game a 14 to six game a 21 to 6 game a 28 to you know nine game make it that type of game where the Colts have to keep up with you and it makes them very very one-dimensional biggest concern defensively
3: I guess just you know Jonathan Taylor just kind of getting hot and running the ball and mm-hmm. finding finding a, some, a rhythm there and they have a guard that's really good you know and, and Nelson I mean you know just just him getting hot and, and break because he can break off the long runs too mm-hmm. that's one thing that we've seen fr- from him so you know I, it, it would have to be all those things that is not not starting out. Uh, as hot as you want to. The Colts th- think they're still in this game. The, the the score is close. They're still running it. They're still having success. Um, and I, I think just the, a growing confidence in the running game from the Colts, I think.
2: Yeah, I worry about that. You have an official in Col- Carl Sheffers this weekend, and he is one of the most penalizing. He loves home teams. Home teams Home teams win a lot of his games <laughs> since 2016. Home teams, that's the one thing you got going for you. The thing that I worry about... They're very high in. They're very high in un, un, unnecessary roughness penalties. They're very high in defensive holding. They're very high in defensive pass interference. Mm. My biggest fear is all of a sudden you get pressure, you get off the field, and then there's that backside defensive holding penalty. Mm-hmm. Or there's that, there's that uh, Donovan Wilson taking a run at Taylor as he's going off the sideline. He's running to the sidelines. He's two steps off, and then and Wilson ba- just blasts Taylor, and then it's a penalty, and it's 15 yards going the other way. Don't do anything we talk about. The, my biggest fear is those defensive penalties. You know, It's the ones, the hands to the face, uh, the defensive holding, the unnecessary roughness. You know this guy has proven he will call those penalties. Don't be that team this week and give the Colts
3: life after you've got him off the field. They they have got to change that rule in, in the competition committee where we saw it. I think in the Packer game with Rogers rolled away from the field, rolled to his left. He was running for his life. He threw a quick pass. It was incomplete, and they called. I think Diggs way down here yeah. on a holding. That that you know what I don't understand is that if if he would have thrown the ball. Forty yards in the stands, they call that uncatchable. As an uncatchable pass, so it doesn't matter if you were roughing them up over down the field. It was uncatchable. Well, this was pretty uncatchable too on this side. Like the plays that don't matter, there's no way they they should be calling that. And that's one thing. If he's going through five reads and he's looking at everybody, and then he throws it, and this one was holding, I get it. But if you never even look that way, I, there's no well, reason to call that.
2: You got it. To to opposite of your really your point though, you had an interception taken back off the charts because Diggs held a guy. Yeah, I mean, you're like, you know, you tackle guys. And to your point, though, every time, every time when I'm sitting in the in the press box and I'm watching them get off the field on third down, I immediately scan the field because I'm thinking, okay, back judge has thrown a defensive holding. They grab the tight end here. Oh no! By the way, on the other side, Anthony Brown got all out of whack and he just pulled the guy down because he thought he was going to get run by. You know, Dallas has got to. They they're a penalized team, and we and I and I believe this. I don't think penalties changed. We can talk about it. Mike McCarthy can continue to talk about it. The pre snap penalties and stuff are bad, but they get the worst penalties at the worst time. And this is an official that will call penalties at the worst time, and that's what worries me about this, especially on the defensive side of the ball.
4: Kelvin Joseph playing? We've got to worry about that, um, but. Uh, on defense i don't have a lot of concern. just run defense don't don't let somebody <laughs> whether that and we know the quarterback he doesn't move a whole lot, but I think that's one area i mean we've talked about it that they'll benefit a whole lot there but if the running back gets loose and gets going, I think that's one area that I'd it can definitely this, hurt the Cowboys. Yeah,
2: this is one of those games too where you know the ball is completely going underneath every play. It just you know, and to me it's put digs on Pittman and and put ten in the box and see if they can run the ball. I'm I'm not gonna let you run the ball in this game. I am not and if you wanna throw the ball short all day, I'll play press coverage and make you fight the jam all day long, you know. That's they they're tall receivers, you know, they're capable of making plays, contested plays. But Matt Ryan is also like he is going to get the ball out quick. He is not going to hold that ball. If he holds the ball, it's a sack. They've proven that. I think they've given up
0: 43 of them this Boston year. League. Yeah. yeah. All right, we're going to take our final break. We'll come back and uh, we'll get some predictions. We got a few fan questions too. We'll come back DallasCowboys.com radio.
2: The season is finally here. For months we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling. United Ag and Turf for winning. It's not complicated.
0: 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Lil Sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper is on its way. So sweet! You're
3: Experience the magic of the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters during Christmas time. With your ticket, you'll enjoy a 45 minute guided tour. Christmas cookies, takeaway limited edition Dallas Cowboys ornaments, select dates are now available and will sell out fast. Book your visit now at the slash tours. Welcome back. Final segment of the break, live in
0: SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, presented by Miller Light, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. All right. Um, I did have one other question. Jelani Woods is an interesting character for uh, for the Colts. He had not been very much a part of their offense. And then this last game, he just explodes. I think he had like nine targets or nine catches, something like that. And, And then he's missed all practice this week. If he misses the game, my thought is, like, they really, other than Pittman, they don't really have... Receiving threats that you have to worry Pierce, about. Pierce. Pierce is yeah.
2: Pierce. <laughs> I just is,
3: think about Christian Watson. Just saying. Yeah, right. All right. Well, exactly. watch this. Watch this. Yeah. yeah. Hold my beer.
2: Pierce, Pierce is a guy that's capable from yeah. Cincinnati. He, he he was, you know, when you watch him play coming out of college, he made so many big catches, and you watch him in these games. He is a he's a running traffic guy. He takes big shots. Like, you know, sometimes Ryan is good with the ball. Sometimes he's not, and there's a big hit. Their, their receivers do have toughness. They're, they're really they're – both are tall. That's the thing that, you know, you have to deal with is, you know, that length and the reach, especially the stuff that goes up in the air, the stuff that goes across the middle. So I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to say, well, no, no. They, you know, they, they, they have guys that are capable. They don't have that over-the-top guy. They really, really don't. And what's interesting about what you say about Woods, he he came out of a draft last year that was just a ton of tight ends. I mean, that my tight end board probably was the deepest when you talk from one to to seven. And, you know, this guy's like 6'7", he's 253 pounds. And the Cowboys have done a lot of good work against – Against tight ends this year, they really haven't allowed them to to kill. But this guy, when you look at Woods at Virginia, and I was going back and looking at my notes, you know, a guy that they play him and we call three by one, you know, the trips formation mm-hmm. stuff. They flex him out. He's up the field. Uh, you know, he's one of those guys that. He catch the ball in traffic at Virginia. And he had a feel for how to find space. Some of the things that we saw in the Monday night game, you know, I mean, it's 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 really kind of strange to see him not be used uh, the way he was uh, at Virginia. But you know, maybe they found something with him. And I think you just have to be worried about a guy that's six seven two fifty three
0: running down the middle yeah. of the field. The question just becomes: Is he going to be able to play? Because he hasn't practiced all yeah. week. And uh, and obviously, if he doesn't play, that that's one more thing that helps the Cowboys. Yeah, absolutely, uh, one less guy to worry about. All right, let's get to uh, actually it's forty two. So let's go ahead and get our predictions. It's it's getting close to the end here. Let's uh, let's start with you, Nick. Wh- which way do you go on
3: this? Uh, one? I I think that the Cowboys are just going to be too too good for them and I, I think that the Colts will be a game for a while it'll be similar to the Giants even though I don't think the Giants will I mean I don't think the Colts will score like the Giants did late I think it'll be a little bit more one-sided I'm gonna say 34-16 34-16, 34-16. all right Amber
4: hmm, Cowboys um I would say hmm this is a game where I wonder if we're gonna even get to see like Cooper Rush, go in and just, you know, kill some time at the end of the game. Um, I would say probably 38, 20 or something like that, Cowboys. I, I think this – the only thing, like I said, the only thing that concerns me is that this becomes one of those games that we all think the Cowboys should definitely win, and then they come out Green Bay. Just, <laughs> But, well, that was different even then because, yes, Green Bay was that way, but you knew it was still Aaron Rodgers. Sure. Like you know what he does to the Cowboys. This is a game that I don't think there's anything that really makes you be fully concerned about or scared or worried. So it's just an automatic win in my head, but then those are the ones that kind of they surprise you and then somehow they find a way to lose. But I think that – Hopefully it doesn't go that way, and they still win another game at home and just kind of keep the streak going.
2: I'd like to believe that the Dallas Cowboys could score on this defense and just put so much pressure on them. I don't know if the number is going to be real high, though. I don't know if the Colts are going to allow you a lot of extra possessions. you know. And if you turn over the ball, that's kind of a problem there. I've got the Cowboys winning this one 27-16. I think that it, you know, it's 16 points for the Colts is a lot. You know, but I just do worry about them running the ball, maybe busting a run, then they kick a field goal, you know, that kind of thing. They don't score a whole hell of a lot of points. But I just wonder about if their game plan is that that Jeff Saturday, the old offensive line coach, is like, listen, the best chance we have to win this game is just running the football. Yep. Let's just load up and see if they can stop the run and, you know, maybe you lose some possessions there. Maybe they try the game plan that the Vikings
0: didn't try. You know, yeah. that might be it. 28 16 Dallas I'll tell you this 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 team <clears throat> this Colts team I think they're better than people give them credit sure I think this defense is actually not a bad defense I think their struggles are on the offensive side of the ball and they've beat some good teams this year uh they beat the the Kansas City Chiefs sure. who I think is the best team in the NFL so this is not a team that that we should be taking as lightly as we are I do think the Cowboys win this game and I do think the Cowboys should win this game I think they have more talent I think they are a better team clearly. But this is one of those games that, that I don't think, and really, to be quite honest with you, this week, next week, and the week after that, each of those teams have some some things about them, particularly their offensive run game, right? that we're going to find out if Dallas has fixed their run defense. Because all three of those teams have running backs and running games that if you're not paying attention to them and if you're not yeah. doing what you're supposed to do, they can bust some, some long yeah. runs on you. So I do think the Cowboys win. I was right along with you, Brian. I don't think it'll be as, as high-scoring. I don't think the Cowboys get into the 30s. I think the final score, 27-10. Yeah. Uh, but, but I do think this is a game where I'm a little bit more concerned than, than other people.
2: There's, are. There's what, if you go back and do really further study on this team, on the Colts, they've only had a lead in the second half for 50 snaps in all their games. And, and people go, well, you know, why is their pass defense so good? Well, they're never ahead. They don't ever get to, you know, I mean, people just run the ball. Nobody throws the ball on them. You yeah. know, they get up a lead and they're like trying to kill the game. You know, their run defense is, is capable. But if you look at the number of snaps that they face when teams throwing the ball on them, it's not as much as, you know, they're like, man, they're really good on a pass defense. It's a lot of it has to do that teams just get
0: leads and the Colts can't. They they never have a lead in the second half. That's a, that's a huge problem for them. Yeah, I saw an interesting stat earlier this week. They are, they're ranked pretty high in yards that they're giving up in passing. Uh-huh. But when you look at their yards after catch, they're down at the bottom of the league. Yeah. Like I, I want to say they're in the bottom five or so of the league uh, in yards after catch. Because uh, it's a situation where they're just, it seems like teams are being able to complete passes and then. From there, like they they are getting a lot of extra yards after they complete those passes. But we'll see how it all plays out. It'll be an interesting game, I think. Uh, but I do think the Cowboys end up winning. We'll be back on Monday. We'll let you know what went right and wrong for the Cowboys. Till then, for Nick and Brian, Broadus, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production
3: of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
2: about this, Cowboys? Yeah!